Does it sound familiar? Do you think that they've been planning this for more than a couple days? What's next? Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. They already took your free speech. They already muzzled you. The wealthy got super wealthy. This is not about freedom or personal choice. Number one bullshit guy. He do the wee woo wee woo. And the average everyday American got used as a pawn in their sick little game. I'm telling you right now, you're a slave. You want to know what the biggest problem is in our country? You're an inconvenience to all of these people. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Apollo. It is a Friday. It's a beautiful Friday. I hope you all are having uh, plenty of family time and hanging out with loved ones. I know it's also Easter, uh, Easter weekend for many of you. So I wish you all rest and health uh, and relaxing time and connection with those that you love. Uh, we have an amazing guest who we just had on earlier this week, Dr. Brian Artis, who stunned the world when he connected a massive amount of information uh, relating to snake venom and the COVID-19 uh, virus, whatever, whatever that might be, the vaccines, uh, the symptoms, and, and so much more. So before we get started, I'm just going to remind everyone that this podcast is sponsored by Liberty Cigars. Liberty Cigars are a fantastic product by a fantastic company owned by a fantastic American. His name is John Adams. Uh, he is actually a descendant of the John Adams, so they have released the Early Republic series. Uh, you get six unique cigars, the George Washington, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, James Monroe, and John Quincy Adams cigar in honor of President's Day. Uh, for conservative daily listeners, if you go to libertycigars.com and use promo code LIBERTY, you will get a 17.76% discount. Uh, they are packaged beautifully. They smoke wonderful. Uh, the boxes and everything is all uh, made here in America. Uh, so please go over to libertycigars.com and use promo code LIBERTY. Without further ado, uh, let's bring our guest on, Dr. Brian Artis. Welcome, Brian. How are you? I'm doing great, Apollo. How are you? I am doing fantastic. Uh, I have gone down uh, another rabbit hole uh, since Monday, and I keep uh, I keep not finding ways to get out of it. Uh, so I'm glad <laughs> that we <laughs> I'm glad that we could get you get you back on. I know you've been receiving a lot more information that you didn't have before after you released everything that you did uh, that seems yeah. to correlate and seems to corroborate some of those details. Uh, so just want to see what else you've come across. I've, I've been, you know, picking at this and, uh, you know, what, what, what has, uh, what has developed since, since the beginning of the week? I'm kind of scared to smile. I've heard that, uh, I'm, I'm too happy about this. Sometimes people are saying in the media of all the things you want to hate, uh, you want to hate on me smiling. Okay. Uh, the joke's on you and everyone who's been lied to for the last two years. It's not really a joke. I actually smile through all of my remdesivir hospital protocol interviews and lectures. It's just a part of my personality. I don't know why, but I do want you to know this has really been the last two days have probably been more damage control. It appears than anything else. And it's not me having to do damage control. It's people wanting to see if I will 
go face to face with them and talk about my findings. And a lot of people are upset who are my colleagues and mad at me and can't believe it. And the truth is uh, they're going to have a hard time over the next four months. Like I've spent looking at this for four months after four months of sitting with this, you're going to have a very hard time to see anything else in COVID-19 or vaccines. Uh, it's almost impossible not to see it. So it, it's unfortunate that, uh, it's kind of shaking up the world, but I have to tell you, it's been a 90% of all people I've heard from, it has been a roaring confirmation for them. And, and they had no idea. I mean, they, they couldn't believe it. So I really do want to say thank you to all those who've been supporters and are at least willing to look at it without being hateful. And I'm really excited about the things that people are able to put together that they never thought of before and were able to find an answer to. Like we talked before we started recording that, it wasn't something I looked at, but lots of people around the world were very confused about why it was children weren't affected by COVID as much as adults were. And they found the possible link after my interviews that uh, melatonin is higher in children and is inhibitory to snake venom. And that could be a plausible reason why it is if venom is the weapon, they have actually appeared to be less scathed than the adults have obviously suffered. I will tell you, it's going to come to light as people kind of uh, sit with and taste the idea of snake venom. It gets worse. It gets worse than what I've told you. They how's have it, isolated. How's it get worse? <laughs> it gets worse. Uh, when I was asked to testify in the grand jury with Rainier Fulmick on day three, when the judge asked me after presenting all my documentation for an hour and a half, on the medical malpractice side of COVID, the judge said, Dr. Artis, is it your, is it your opinion? This is not a joke. Is this your opinion based on all the research and documents you provided that the malice is intentful? Like, is there intention behind malice to cause disease, harm, and death with these protocols? And my answer was this. I said, your honor, this is textbook eugenics. Now, unknown to everyone else, that's all I said, unknown to everybody even right now who's upset about the snake venom thing, you're going to learn that it gets even more, more nefarious and more evil and more targeted. It's not just that they're using venom from snakes and from snails, marine snails called cono snails. They produce a, a toxin called conotoxin, alpha conotoxin. It's more dangerous to men and women than snake venom. But that's not what's worse. They have actually figured out in venom research exactly which of the 19 venom-specific toxins in king cobra venom, for example, that kills a diabetic. They are targeting people with comorbidities. The majority of people with diseases that are living with diseases are adults. They are massively targeting to destroy the pancreases of already diseased diabetics. That is number one. Number two, they're targeting the elderly who have heart disease. Number three, they're targeting brain injury, neurological diseases, kidney failure, autoimmune diseases that are typically tied to the spleen organ. They are putting these peptides from snake venom that destroy those organs to kill them and to kill you. 
This is a massive eugenics program. This is not new. As I've been unraveling this, I've been up on stages. I've testified in the grand jury. You have to understand it was really hard to do that grand jury interview and deposition because all I was doing for three months at that point was venom research. And I had to talk about remdesivir. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, you guys really don't know how bad this is, but I'm going to tell you about the stuff you're asking me, but it gets way worse. I said up on stages in the last month and a half that this is a massive eugenics program and they're targeting Hispanics, blacks, but that's not who they're targeting even the most here in America. The number one race being targeted with these venom weapons is Native Americans. And then I went to look last week to find out, once I realized they're using peptides of venoms as the weapon that targets specific organs, and you know this is why the diabetics are failing, I wanted to know. This is how easy it is to do this stuff. Apollo, you know what this is like. You're learning it now, how to look up venom and look up and see the connections to things that have been mysterious around the vaccines. And then it's like, oh my God, there it is. I looked up to see, I did not know this at all. I'm not a diabetic specialist, but I know they're targeting diabetics with these peptides from venoms. I looked up to see what is the highest race in America that has the highest percentage of diabetics in it. You want to take a guess which one it is? Native Americans? It's Native Americans and Eskimos. That's the top ones. And do you know that since January of 2020, almost every weekly report for the CDC in the majority of all states, and I'm talking like 35 states, the highest represented percentages of races that are dying every week is Native Americans almost every week of these last two years. And that's pretty telling. And the fact that the media doesn't talk about that, they don't say anything about that. They never talk about it at all. But I've made hints to, I think they're targeting Native Americans. This diabetic connection would actually be the key of how they know they, they can do it. And they're targeting them using these weapons. And I think I could just surmise, why would they want to kill them? Um, they've got a lot of land. Maybe they want it. I don't know. They must not like them for some reason. But indigenous people have in every country been actually targeted more than any others. And uh, this is no different. So when I say it gets more evil, they're using peptides that target diseases. And most adults have more diseases than children. So that could be another reason why it is they're not effective. Well, you know, and it's it's fascinating. You mentioned, uh, you know, eugenics. And I agree 100%. I mean, this is a part of history that most people are unaware of, particularly those who support uh, things like uh, Planned Parenthood, which is, I mean, the entire history of Planned Parenthood is, is eugenics. It's all through Margaret Sanger, uh, openly used to be, uh, you know, geared in that in that direction. This is an individual who said that, you know, blacks and certain people who are, you know, unfit should be eliminated from the face of the earth. Um, and when you look at organizations like, uh, you know, the World Economic Forum, for instance, uh, this is actually from their website. Uh, how do we meet the challenge of population growth? And when you go down here, uh, for those who are not familiar with the writings of Thomas Malthus, uh, you'll hear this in Malthusian uh, context. Uh, he basically was the one uh, who, which Bill Gates has spoken on as well in some of his, his uh, like TED Talks and, and other uh, speeches that he's given about the population growth and how we need to curb population growth, how do we solve these problems relating to resources and human health. Uh, and 
he was the one who wrote in a you know a piece that he wrote uh, in the 1800s uh, that or in the 18th century I'm sorry that uh, you know population growth is exponential and resource uh, development energy food production is not and in, therefore we need to maintain some handle on the population in order to prevent some kind of catastrophe usually that would end up being war or some kind of you know economic co collapse that would result as the uh, as a product of unchecked population growth, uh, the Rockefeller Foundation is a large sponsor of the World Economic Forum. Uh, and here it says right here, they advance new frontiers of science, data, policy, and innovation to solve global health challenges relating to health, food, power, economic mobility, etc. Uh, the things you're describing about targeting comorbidity or comorbidities, frankly, it sounds very much in the vein of how do we eliminate all of the weakest genetic population like in a way i'm i'm not i'm not going to claim this is exactly what's going on but that's kind of what it sounds like they're if they're just dosing all these people and the prevention the illness and the cure are all some component of snake venom it's like they have this weird satanic ideology that they're going to eliminate all the people who can't handle the genes of the snake and the only people left are going to be those who don't succumb to it for whatever reason and uh this so you talked about all this mass production of venoms. So this is one. This is called Toxin Tech. And this is an online venom library. There are a few of these. Also, Venom Tech. Uh, this one's interesting. If you look at platform, I know people have been attacking some of your statements about, uh, about these compounds being present in the water supply and that they would break down. Uh, well, it actually, this particular website, you know, you see under Evolution Tested, halfway through this paragraph it says toxins uh bind to targets with high affinity and are chemically stable which would indicate to me that they are very likely not to break down in water if it were the water supply and if you read the zoltan takax guy uh, about halfway down through here uh, he holds a phd in pharmacology from columbia uh, completed his doctoral research at rockefeller university yale university uh and at the do, university do of chicago you ever, you know, the first ever coronavirus was called the New Haven coronavirus because it was discovered at Yale. Really? Yale comes up in this research all the time. It's pretty disturbing, actually. Oh my God! <laughs> uh, the, the nervous laughs. People are gonna are gonna <laughs> call us evil for laughing. Then, I can't even. I, like the parallels are un unbelievable. It's ridiculous. And then uh, also one thing that was just really crazy to me. You know, there's this aspect I will not get into because I don't think they're going there yet. When you look at the snake venom peptides, possibly in the vaccines, it explains all the injuries, at least in my mind, and to a lot of people that are looking at it. Uh, if that's the case, you know, there's a lot of talk of 5G and nanotech and vaccines and tracking and surveillance, and that this COVID-19 whole corona pandemic may be a, an attempt to be able to digitally survey surveillance everybody and reconnaissance like stuff did you know if you type in the word cia and corona project that in the 50s and 60s the cia has now a declassified program that ran for almost 20 years or 15 20 years it was called the corona project and it was about putting satellites in space to actually do reconnaissance over russia it's called the corona project and the discovery the spacecraft that they launched up there to put up the satellites, they actually put this label on it, called it Discoverer, over the real name Corona. And it is a, it is a surveillance project to put cameras in the sky to watch people on the ground. 
what's interesting about this is Russia decided they were going to do a competing surveillance satellite uh, program, and they called it Sputnik. Do you know what's weird about that? It was the CIA's Corona Project and the Russia Sputnik. Just tell me if this is ironic. The CIA Corona Project, which later became the National Reconnaissance Organization, not a joke, the Corona Project. Now as they got the Corona pandemic, Russia launched their first vaccine to combat the coronavirus that we created here in America, the coronavirus pandemic. Guess what their vaccine was called? Sputnik Five. Are you Isn't serious? that weird that the, the vaccine for COVID, for COVID-19, the corona pandemic, is called Sputnik 5? It's what, it's what Putin took. He just admitted to taking it. So you got, what? You got the CIA Corona Project. Out of this corona project becomes the National Reconnaissance uh, Organization. And then you've got this idea that COVID-19, the coronavirus pandemic, people talk about it could be a worldwide attempt to digitally track everybody around the world. You just have to know, look at it. The satellites and the cameras were called Coronas. And I have to tell you, I did not find it ironic that when you look at the computer-generated images of coronaviruses, you know, it's got the ball with the little spike proteins all around yeah. it. It looks just like the Earth with satellites all around the Earth projecting and beaming down images to the Earth. It looks like the original Corona project to me. I know this sounds hypothetical and theoretical, but in the midst of the Corona project that the CIA was working on was the birth of the coronavirus out of Yale called the New Haven Coronavirus. Wouldn't well, I mean, you know this is, uh, <laughs> this is DARPA, this Corona Reconnaissance Satellite. When you, It says right there, uh, earliest, most well-known spy satellite programs now declassified, jointly funded by DARPA and the CIA. Uh, it, first success in August 1960, uh, take intelligence photos over Soviet territory. This is DARPA, which is <laughs> the same organization that was involved with Fauci funding all this gain of function in Wuhan. Yeah. And and then Biden earlier, just in the last few months, said, we're going to move to Health ARPA, the Health, the health <laughs> Advanced Research Projects Agency. Yeah, I'm, get, I'm getting hair standing up where I don't want them to. So I just have to say there could be some connection that the CIA and our governments have not been giving up this idea to actually have a reconnaissance surveillance system for the whole world. And it's just a cover with the COVID-19. The problem is they are actually using this as a platform for eugenics first. They think they need to wipe out and control the population and a massive amount of it. Then they'll move into this experimentation, I believe, to try to track everybody and control them. They're not going to waste their nanotech on 8 billion people they want to shoot it into you that you're going to die with. That's just weird. They're going to wipe out and kill you using one of the most historically, biologically known weapons in nature, snake venom. It kills you. They're going to use it. It's not like this isn't new technology. It's very it's it's been very eye opening to look at this whole thing unfold. Well, and we were talking. And I can't wait. And I can't wait for y'all to look at this. I cannot wait to hear what you guys say when you run into and go through, I'm not kidding, all of this Corona project by the CIA. It's pretty ridiculous, actually. Oh, I'm going to. You, uh, like, Dr. Artis, I did not need another rabbit hole, okay? I'm just telling you right now. You gave me enough with. Yeah, go down. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, no, but, 
it kept coming up in my uh, snake venom research. I'm not kidding. <laughs> it kept coming up. I'm like the, the, CIA the satellite thing. Yeah, it just kept coming up that I wanted to know how how involved are the is the government and federal health agencies with this idea of a corona anything. And oh my god, this corona reconnaissance project was uh, born in the late fifties, ran through the sixties. In 1968 or 9 is when the New Haven coronavirus was discovered. It's just amazing that it all fits in the same time frame of this crazy CIA project that was undercover and classified until recently. You can go on the CIA's website and look at it. Well, so, you know, it's funny that you, you mentioned... Uh, so, I was looking up... Uh, I, I was researching and I, I, I thought, hey, let's see what Google says. So this was like an hour before we started. Uh, I searched, and I quote, snake venom and COVID on Google, and look what came up. Look what it says. <laughs> it says, this is just today. This, <laughs> it looks like these results are changing quickly. Uh, yeah, but it is. Yeah. So it says, if this topic is new, it can sometimes take time for, re for reliable re sources to publish information. Check the source. Are they yeah. tested on this topic? Come back later. <laughs> No, but look, look below. Look, look at all the articles. They're all about how to beat COVID or treat it with snake venom. All of those. I've seen all those studies. The link. Look at that. The link between COVID nineteen rattlesnake venom. Blah blah blah. Look at that's on Google. Come on, man. Yeah, this was this was one of the ones that, uh, that you know after you you came out with all this stuff, I, I saw that every one of those studies I've, I looked through earlier in the week. And so now it's funny they're on the top, but now now Google is giving you a disclaimer if you search COVID and snake venom. Uh, it's a little bit <laughs> timely. I mean, isn't isn't this really weird to you? I, it's very weird to me, isn't it? Weird to you that I brought this up and it's so out in the open, like you can find it everywhere on the internet. It's like it's been in your face the whole time and nobody saw it. Isn't that yeah. weird? I think it's weird. When you first came out with this, I thought, oh, maybe this will be one of those things I'm going to have to dig for. I started searching this thing and it was like, it came right up in the first page, almost all of it. Yeah. Now, all these studies, yeah. I started searching these and they were, they were right there. I almost never had to go to a second page on a search anywhere. I was like, oh my God, it's all right here. Like, oh crap. It's all in your face. Well, so, they even and, tell you it's like venom coursing through the body. Really? COVID-19 is like oh, venom coursing through. Yeah, that study, that study got me and just the title. Uh, of that of that article um and so we we talked <laughs> yeah. about it we talked about it before the show a little bit so i was thinking and i'm trying to think about okay well how could it be in the water well, you know what about this and then i then i saw the the venom tech and how they're chemically stable it's like okay so they would survive in the water i saw other stuff yes. it wouldn't break down in your stomach like even if you were drinking it your stomach acid wouldn't break these down uh that, that's nope. not how these these substances work uh, nope. you know, and they say, well, well, it's wastewater. So they would filter it. They've been letting for years. They've, they supposedly filter the water, the wastewater, which then goes right back into your tap. And they've been letting all kinds of pharmaceutical drugs, glyphosate, birth control, like all, all these different drugs that people are taking and peeing down the toilet. It ends up right back in the drinking water. This is on record. Um, and so I, I was thinking, okay, what are some other angles of this? What about the other things that were weird about COVID? Like, you know, all these uh, these women who are having these massive miscarriage rates and the men who, because uh, I've spoken to several people who run fertility clinics and they said it's the weirdest thing. We've been working with these men and they get, uh, their, their sperm counts are doing well, they're doing good, they get a COVID shot and then like bang, no no sperm motility or their, their levels drop massively. And 
So I started looking that. Again, first couple searches that I did. Here's one of them of several. Steak venoms is a source of uh, modulating sperm physiology. Secrete it, and what is this? Phospholipases A2, those PLA2s, uh, impact sperm motility, acrosome reaction, and in vitro fertilization. And it, Hold on. Stop right there. Go back. I have to say something. Do you see where it says secreted phospholipases A2? That is the substance that the University of Arizona said was at high levels in all the 300 people they evaluated who died from COVID-19. And they said it looked like venom coursing through their body. It was that substance. And it's, and they said that this substance is found in rattlesnake venom. And then they went on in the article to say that this substance, phospholipases A2, that our scientific community since the beginning of COVID-19 has said is a biomarker we're looking for SARS-CoV-2 in patients was originally discovered. That substance, phospholipase A2, was originally discovered for the first time ever. No one even knew it existed. Do you know where they first found it? Inside of King Cobra venom. But it's inside your COVID patients. Listen, Karen Kingston called me every day for the last four days. She's she's going on Brandon House tonight on Lindell TV. She said, I've got your back, Dr. Ernest. Don't worry. I haven't been able to sleep. I've been looking up patents on all the COVID-19 shots. <laughs> that enzyme, listen, that enzyme, phospholipase A2, that I brought up in that interview, is in every single one of the COVID-19 shots, she, she said. She went through all the patents and found it in all of them. It's in the shots? That's what Karen said. And she's like, I'm about to go on Lindell TV tonight and actually blast it out. And I was like, okay, great. Oh, oh. So wait, they actually have that, which they know what it does. Clearly, there's all this research. And it's yes. in the patents for the vaccines? That's what Karen said. So go look. She said she found evidence of these things that are found in snake venom inside of all of the shots that they ah. actually have said is killing people. And they call it COVID, just so you know. Unbelievable. So I'm just going to put up a couple of these. So this is from that, that one study. Uh, and so it literally says most venoms were potent inhibitors of sperm motility, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, they, we demonstrated that with recombinant OSI and OS or OS1 and OS2, which are PLA2s, uh, that down at the bottom, they were potent inhibitors of sperm motility, potent activators of acrosome reaction in vitro. And later on in the study, it says that they also massively disrupted spermatogenesis. So acrosome reaction is when the sperm goes, I know you know this just for the listeners, when the sperm goes, uh, you know, starts meeting with the egg, there are hormones that cause it to, uh, to start to change so that the sperm contents can be released into the egg. And so it starts changing and uh, it starts fusing with the, with the, sh the head of the, of the sperm cell. And so what this stuff is, fin is finding, and there's another study as well, which is fascinating in vitro action of cobra venom on goat spermatozoa ultrastructure by transmission. And it's finding the same things. Uh, sperm motility is, de is destroyed. The production of sperm is massively disrupted. And uh, I mean, again, these are things that were all coming up. And the same things were I'm found so with in vitro so stuff. I know. So it all makes sense. <laughs> I'm like, this I, is why I, I'm smiling. It's amazing. Some people are willing to look. And then it starts making sense. So yeah, and I, uh, I, I'm geeking out over this because it's like finally this whole mess, this this like cloud over humanity of these strange symptoms, and where does it come from? They can't isolate it. 
all of these people are dying and they're being thrown into this uh, medical system, which is just a, an execution laboratory we're, we're finding, uh, especially with with the possible origin and this, what's actually in the remdesivir. You keep talking. Hold on. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and so finally, we've we've reached this point where, you know, notwithstanding all the questions that we do still have about about this theory, but we finally this fog of of you know sadness and confusion that we've had about about this this pandemic and all the the symptoms that people have been facing, all the loved ones lost, all the the issues people have been having with long COVID and all these other things. Finally, we're starting to understand how we might be able to treat this. We're starting to to have the confusion pulled away from us and we could save so many lives now that we understand a clear mechanism of action and and which is demonstrated in the blood work and with all the all the covid patients the people who have been treated with remdesivir it's it's this is unbelievable. Yeah, can you believe this started with a text from a guy named Dr. Richard Bartlett who said if you got bit by a rattlesnake would you go to a hospital and get antivenom? And I was like, "What?" Well, of course I would. Why are you asking me that? And then I had to look it up, found out that antivenom, which he knew, I did not, was monoclonal antibodies or monoclonal antibodies are used as antivenom. And it just didn't make any sense why monoclonal antibodies are working against COVID if it's used as antivenom. And all I said to myself was, is, well, if it's working against COVID, which is supposedly a virus, but it can be used as an antivenom and that's what it's most known for, is there any relationship ever that people published that they found the source of COVID might've come from snakes. That's how this whole thing happened. Cause I didn't, I actually was wrong about monoclonal antibodies. And I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't care what y'all say. It, through all of this, if any aspect of this that I have said is wrong, like when I said, I think they're doing it in the water, I have already had many, many water specialists call me who work directly with the government to tell me that since 2016, there's conversations in the government knowing that they can create a pandemic just like this in water systems. And they want to talk to me because no one else has pointed it out. So they want to like back me up and say, no, this is totally feasible. and We'll tell you how to do it. Now, I have said I just didn't trust the CDC messing with my water. I haven't trusted anything I've done this whole last two years. Why would I trust them messing with water? I don't. And it's weird that they're using wastewater as a predictor of outbreaks. It should have already come out of you and out of your community. The outbreak should have already happened. So it just doesn't make any logical sense to me. And these people said, you're speaking on the wastewater surveillance, these experts supposedly, who I will talk to and interview. They said, we have more information to help you know how valid you are on the water. It's different than what you're speaking, but you are right about the water and the concerns to watch the water. Okay, great. I want everybody looking for venom everywhere in COVID. That's the whole thing. Whether it was in the air, it was snake venom. Whether it's in the water, it's snake venom. If it's in the vaccine, it's snake venom. It's, it is. Go look. It's amazing. And you'll start seeing everything I'm saying makes sense. I didn't mean for it to. It just did. God didn't intend for me to release this without being absolutely certain I was on the right track. I would have never said anything. But it's been really great to hear that this is closing the gap and a lot of questions and uncertainties behind this mysterious COVID pandemic. Oh, no, it all makes sense once you look at it from a venom perspective, all of it. So and on that point, and I know, frankly, at this point, it doesn't really matter. You said in other interviews, and, and I think you're right on target. A lot of the people who have been 
attacking some of the things that you've you've been saying have been okay well the water it's ridiculous uh you, you know how, how can that be that's obscene uh the water would break down it would break down in the water it, you wouldn't have enough of it and so there's a couple that's things there exactly number one uh i showed one example which people can dig into more if they, if they want it would not necessarily break down in the water uh especially if they're creating these things synthetically it would not be destroyed by your stomach acid there's also they talk about the concentrations yeah if they wanted to just kill everyone with cobra venom maybe they would need some massive amount of it but to give you know some kind of outbreak or a, a pandemic uh you would be using sublethal doses in the first place and there's also exactly. the, there's the conotoxins that you talked about and so yes. get into the conotoxins yes yeah so i just want you to know i've said remember the bioweapon sucked or it was a sublethal dose because not everybody died they just got sick and the human body was resilient enough to beat it that's great you didn't die the the billions of people still left on the earth watching this documentary and my presentation should know you're still sitting here whether it was in the air or in the water you survived now i just need you to be aware the weapon's not what you thought it was they did not find bat venom in these covid 19 patients in italy in october when they published this peer-reviewed study they did not find bat toxin peptides in their poop urine or blood but in every single covid 19 patient they found snake venom toxic peptides 20 different snake venom peptides and 16 marine cone snails venoms called conotoxins that are way more lethal than snake venoms to humans and fish and they also found one i couldn't believe this it's in there the list there's one venomous starfish toxin that was in one of those 20 covid 19 tested patients how in the world is starfish venom snail marine marine snail venom and then 20 different snake toxin venoms inside of covid 19's patients poop urine and blood how is it possible i mean how the negative covid 19 tested patients had zero of any of those i mean how, how did it get there they didn't find a virus they found toxic venom peptides I cannot wait for people to go through that peer-reviewed, approved research study from October 2021 and tell me how in the world <laughs> Venom got into those people and it, and, it, and it made a PCR test go off positive. This is amazing. Did y'all know? Y'all should go look at this. The use of PCR tests. Everybody's wondered, why, where in the world did we get this use of a PCR test? PCR test for the last 30 years, I have found, is being used in almost every snake venom research study to actually amplify and magnify the things of mRNA, RNA, and DNA of snake venom. It is a common testing technique in snake venom research. And this is one of this is one study where it's speaking about them using exactly that to determine, uh, you know, to use PCR to distinguish uh, cobra bites from other tie snakes. There's uh, several other uh, studies saying the exact same thing going back decades. Uh, and and then, you know, we talk about them using drugs. So this is a website. Uh, this is from the event, the toxintech.com. And these are actually a list of drugs that they have uh, that are on market, specifically made from 
uh, from snake venom and snake venom peptides. And one of them is captopril. I think we've talked about that before. This is for hypertension, cardiac failure. You've got enalapril. Uh, these are both made from pit viper snake. Uh, again, hypertension, cardiac failure. The next one is from Gila monster lizard for diabetes. Another Gila monster lizard for diabetes. The next one is iconotide or prealt, magical cone marine snail venom, management of secure toxic. Yeah. And it's funny. You look at this at the website for prealt. Uh, and first of all, I'm not really sure uh, over in the bottom or on the right next to the, the two women, there's this weird little like skeleton looking dude, which is kind of odd. But uh, it says it's FDA-approved non-opioid intrathecal therapy option for people who have uh, basically who have severe pain and they can't use, uh, you know, um, what what is the word for them? Uh, opioids. They're using a nerve. They're using a nerve-blocking paralytic agent from marine snails that they've isolated synthetically can make, and now they're selling to you as a drug. And the thing is, it's really interesting to me. Anybody saying you can't swallow snake venom peptides or any venom peptides? They make drugs that you swallow, and they figured out ways to get those snake venom and venom peptides past your GI tract and into your bowels, so it gets into your blood. And uh, so it's interesting. If you look at the side effects of this, uh, serious side, side effects include psychiatric mental symptoms, confusion, etc., if you, if you are taking prealt and are you, you are confused or disori- disoriented, less alert, hallucinate or have changes in mood or consciousness, you should call your doctor. I guess that's an effect of taking conotoxin. <laughs> I guess it's a I'm trippy actually, experience. I'm actually starting to hallucinate just thinking I'm swallowing venom of any kind, <laughs> like synthetic ah. or not. Like It's just amazing. No one knew just how much snake venom y'all are swallowing every day or injecting into your bodies. It's amazing. No one knew. Yeah, if you go down farther start with the drugs, there's a lot more snake venom uh, drugs. Right now, there's a company called Genentech who actually funded a study looking at the cobra venom glands, and they actually found 19 snake venom-specific organ-targeting toxins, and the company Genentech, who did this research, just published at the beginning of 2020, Genentech makes right now seven different patented cancer drugs that are made from snake venom. So to think you, they haven't figured out how to get this into your bloodstream, they know. They can inject it into you intravenously, and some of those drugs are intravenous. The other ones you swallow. It's weird. I know it's, I know it's a weird concept to think that everything's related to venom, but this is a massive, massive cover-up. Yeah, and so I know that you have... Uh, I know that you've been getting a lot more information and we didn't get to talk about it all. So I want to get to that. But just on the concept that it's impossible they would be putting anything in the water. I know some people are going are gonna to call me a conspiracy theorist for saying that, but they've been doing this with fluoride for like 70 years. Uh, and it's this not is, a conspiracy. It's not. It's, it's like 100% like documented. I actually, when I was in college, uh, I was reading about all this stuff and I was trying to vet it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is this is not good. So we actually went to the city health planners meetings uh, in Michigan. We're like, hey, guys, I don't know why you're still putting fluoride in the water. Here's like study, 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 study uh, from the CDC. And uh, I mean, like I I brought them so much research and I just went down the list like thyroid problems, uh, cancer, kidneys, heart, uh, IQ problems, just down down the list. Uh, 
And they said, okay, yeah, well, that sounds crazy. We'll get back to you. So a person from the CDC showed up, and they basically just parroted the same things that we had just rebutted the last meeting, and nothing ever came of it. Uh, but it's fascinating. <laughs> All right, so I want you to know that my computer's at 4%. Let me grab my charger in this room. Hold on. Sure, sure, sure. No problem. Um, well, so as, as Dr. Artis, uh, we were talking earlier before the show, and it, there, there have been a lot of other questions about this. And again, I'm not claiming, and nor, nor is he, that we know how they're putting in the water exactly. I'm interested to hear what he's going to, uh, what he's going to come back with from, uh, from some of these people who work with with water treatment plants, and what they're going to find that may or may not corroborate it. But um, it's it's interesting because there were other questions which I had originally assumed, okay, this must be just because it's a, it's a virus. And typically, uh, you know, children are among the least, you know, susceptible to, uh, to those types types of illnesses anyways. Uh, it's been interesting because with this COVID, you know, pandemic and people getting the vaccine, the most susceptible to any kind of illness like this is typically the young and the, and the healthy or the athletes. And we've been seeing young athletes dropping like flies, uh, which I yes. think is really just the canary in the cold mine. When it's like when you redline an engine, that's when you're going to notice, you know, how much it can take. And so when you have these these athletes who are who are out there, you know, pushing themselves and pushing their hearts, that's where I think you're you're showing up. Um, I know there was some information regarding specifically how what we're seeing in people's lungs, uh, how they have that like crystallization. And so, so tell us about that, because I know there's a mechanism that relates to snake venom as well. Yeah, snake envenomation, no matter if you swallow it or drink it or it gets injected into your veins, like possibly remdesivir is, it's the weirdest thing. There's this cardiotoxin in cobra venom called cobra toxin. It has almost verbatim the side effect and its mechanism of action as remdesivir. It's really, really creepy. But uh, these mRNA shots and remdesivir and SARS-CoV-2 and venom, period, venom just in general, it actually destroys cardiocytes, which are heart cells. But what they do in the lungs, when these venoms get to the lungs, they go inside of what is called your alveolar sacs. These are these little bitty balls that bring oxygen into your blood vessels that are called capillaries. They're little bitty blood vessels. They're the things alveolar sacs draw in air from your lungs as you breathe in and put the oxygen into the blood. You know what snake venom does, including cobra toxin, crate toxin? When it gets into your bloodstream and it gets to your lungs on the inside through your blood, it actually makes your alveolar sacs rupture. And then you bleed internally into your lungs. And when you take an x-ray, it looks like pneumonia. As all this blood and in, in water is dumping into your lungs and that's what you're seeing when you see what they call covid pneumonia that's the effect of the envenomation of viper poisoning called envenomation well it it lines up with some of the things we've seen like for instance typically something like this would be a wet cough and that's not what we're seeing with covid and exactly. if you think about because i've read some of these studies about the mechanism that that actually causes the cells to swell and basically it has to do with how some of these uh, these proteins interact with the the channels on the on the outside of cells, and so some of them it, it will like cause a massive influx of sodium, and other things cause them to swell and then they burst. And I think that could be part of what we're seeing in in the lung studies. Yeah. And if you look at what they're doing, if they're giving 
patients remdesivir intravenously with like a with ivs where they're on sodium they're creating a perfect storm for that to happen at at i mean it's maximizing the potential for that weapon to to work that way you're absolutely correct and i was shocked to find that discovery with venom sodium channels and pumps Uh, but what was interesting for me was the question and the struggle that doctors early on had with treating COVID-19 patients, like how to solve it. They said it looked like, like a respiratory virus. They were being told that it was, but the actual spike protein sequenced in China and in, in April of 2020 in France, when they identified that it was Chinese crate and King Cobra venom identical, the spike protein for SARS-CoV-2, they said these specific venom toxins attack neuro centers of the brain called neuro they're called neurotoxins in the venom and they attack these nicotinic acetylcholine receptors in the brain that control smooth muscle contraction including your diaphragm's ability to contract and breathe and as as these venoms get injected or inhaled or swallowed or wherever we're getting it when it gets into your bloodstream they actually go past the blood-brain barrier in every animal ever, any mammal ever, they get to your brainstem, they paralyze these or bind to the nicotinic acetylcholine receptors, and then the patient goes into what looks like respiratory failure, cough, low oxygen level because they can't control their diaphragm anymore. That's the paralytic effect of venoms. So when people were going into the hospitals, they actually didn't have anything in their lungs. It wasn't until they pumped remdesivir into their veins and a whole bunch of sodium. Well, what if it's all related to venom in the body already with these issues with sodium that cause these massive edemis responses? What if it's venom causing alveolar hemorrhage in the lungs? I'm telling you, I have a very, very, very specific suspicion, unfortunately among all of it, that there's a direct connection to Gilead Sciences and a company called Genentech who has built their whole manufacturing process, even their founder won a Nobel Prize for his research discovering the effects of snake venom with cancer. Manipulating cancers with snake venom. His name is Dr. Stanley Cohen. He discovered what's called nerve growth factor in 1956. He actually injected snake venom into a Petri dish with a growing embryo of a chicken. And when he put it in there just next to it, it actually increased the growth rate of nerve cells three to 6,000 times faster than anything else put in that Petri dish. From that study, he went on to continue studying and identifying that there's something in venom of snakes called nerve growth factor. And then later on, he discovers using snake venom, there's something called epidermal growth factor. Ask me if I find it surprising that the company he founded 20 years later after discovering this is called Genentech, that they actually have patented drugs for the cancer industry all made from snake venom. He figured out, Stanley Cohen did, that you could manipulate the growth of nerve cells. Think of neuroblastomas, massive nerve growth tumors in the brain. Snake venom can do that. He already figured it out in 1956. Imagine if they're just manipulating cancer patients with cancer growing nerve factors from snake venom and then turning around with opposite effect of venoms in certain snakes and other animals and then using that as a drug patented to slow down the nerve growth they've already figured out how to do that since 1956 this isn't new what if they're just manipulating the whole cancer industry with snake venom 
I actually think there's a lot to that, actually. It's pretty disgusting. Gina Tech had several facilities bought by Gilead in 2011. Gilead makes remdesivir. I don't find it ironic that Gina Tech, that Gilead Sciences now owns several uh, facilities from in 2011, produced a study that published January of 2020 on King Cobra venom, and they found exactly 19 organ-specific toxins in the cobra venom genome. And if you read all the side effects they published, it's almost identical. It reads almost identical to remdesivir. It also almost reads identical to all the vaccines. It's pretty wild. But I don't find a connection to Genentech and Gilead and vaccines. There's enough of that just in remdesivir. Well, and it's funny, you know, on the mRNA side of it too, uh, Moderna, I believe, uh, so back you go back to 2019, they were on the verge of bankruptcy. And they really hadn't brought any products to market. They had a bunch of mRNA things, which I believe they were using for cancer therapy, if I remember correctly. And they were basically failing. And you were having a lot of the same issues that we're now hearing with the mRNA COVID shots, where like you have toxicity from them and they lose effectiveness, et cetera, et cetera. So this whole thing happens. Uh, Moderna then gets an EAU. Coincidentally, the found, one of the founders of Moderna was Monsef Saloui. He gets appointed to head of Operation Warp Speed. So end of the year, in December, Moderna gets an EAU. In January, he steps down and resigns as director of Operation Warp Speed, his company that he just stepped down from, and you know, notwithstanding all the conflict of interest that we're not really sure if he ever did uh, divest in all of those investments and all of, all of those shares uh, in Moderna. But he then steps down. Who knows where he is? He's probably on a beach somewhere. And now Moderna, which was on the verge of bankruptcy, just is now billions dollars profitable immediately. And they've skirted a massive amount of money and years in testing to actually get to FDA approval in the first place. But coincidences. Yeah, how'd you like that? Yeah, how'd you like that? Uh, yeah, not coincidences. Coincidences. Do you see that Derek Rossi, who was a co-founder of Moderna, uh, who actually said last summer, that the success of the mRNA shots that he helped co-found with Moderna. They, when asked, what do you think about your uh, mRNA technology? He said, I think the next thing, the next big thing that we're gonna do with our mRNA tech is address snake bites worldwide. <laughs> oh, and nice. then he said, and then he said, I'm personally advising a company called Ophirix. If y'all have not dug into Ophirix yet, you need to go dig into that company. It only focuses on, it's only a few years old, it only focuses on an anti-venom for snake bites worldwide. Amazingly, this was founded just a couple years ago. There's three organizations who are pumping $100 million into this company over the next seven years. You should click the about and click funding. And scroll to the bottom. Look who's funding this brand new company. On the Welcome Foundation. The Welcome Trust Fund, the Department of Defense and the World Health Organization. Now this company right now has been granted by the Welcome Trust Fund. They, they've actually, you can read the whole article. The Welcome Trust Fund is now giving this company like $100 million over seven years to find a cure for snake bites. This is not a joke. And $100 million for snake bites. Get this. Welcome Trust Fund and Department of Defense. Right now, that's what they're worried about. You should look at the research studies. I want you to go up to the top again. 
and I want you to go to development. Click that Veraspolid. <laughs> okay. They're working on a drug right now that just inhibits SPLA2. Guess what that's found in? COVID-19 and snake venom. Remember, this was found in cobra venom originally. This is what the University of Arizona said they found in high levels in all COVID-19 patients. And they said it was originally found in venom. It looks like venom coursing through the body. Going up. I want you to, nope, up, up on the, oh, sorry, go down on the page. Sorry, yep, there you go. And I want you to look at this very next study. Nope, not Bravo, keep going. The next one. They have a, yes, they have a research study on the only drug they're using, which is an oral pill, an oral anti-venom pill. This study is called STAIRS. It's in its third stage of clinical trials. Just read the whole thing. It's amazing. An anti-venom, by the way. An anti-venom oral pill being funded by the Wellcome Trust, the D Department of Defense, and the World Health Organization right now. And it's if I remember, study. that was an oral pill to stop these the you know complications from COVID, right? Based from snake venom. It's an oral pill to stop and inhibit this enzyme found in snake venom, and they say it's found to be extremely successful at stopping acute respiratory distress syndrome and anti-venom. That's what COVID-19 is, acute respiratory distress syndrome. I said this with Mike Adams the other day when I was there. I said, I got to show you this, and I put it up on the screen. I said, I have to tell you, I, I find it kind of ironic that I'm exposing all of this stuff, and they're using anti-venom drugs and pumping hundreds of millions of dollars into an antidote to snake venom. And now are finding it ironically works against the exact same symptoms of COVID-19. I said, look at the abbreviation of the disease. They're using this anti-venom to correct. That is now a big problem in COVID-19 pandemic. ARDS, acute respiratory distress syndrome. I said, Mike, the health ranger, I said, Mike, it's almost eerie that I could put an I between D and S and it actually <laughs> reads. That's <laughs> really funny. It's like it's like it's meant for me to notice that is my name. It's pretty funny. But uh, anyway. like God went, Doctor Artis, I need you to solve ARDS. I need you to fix this. Yeah, and, and I don't know, Apollo, if you've looked into. I'm not joking. If you've looked into the World Economic Forum and their their attempted plot to actually thwart the destruction of all resources on the planet because of overpopulation, what's the year they say they have to fix the world by? 2030. 2030. You should read this entire stuff on Ophirix. The World Health Organization says they are committed that they have to reduce snake bite injuries by the year 2030. You have to understand they're using snake venom everywhere around the world, and they're creating an antidote with a company called Ophirix to protect everyone else from the shedding, the actual releasing via air, water, food, whatever, these snake venom peptides. They're working on an antidote to actually protect those who are going to be exposed to their weapons they're unleashing. That's the whole purpose of this company, Ophirix, period. Well, you know, it. I mean, number one, it. you think about it in the sense that this could be a, a bioweapon there. I mean, that it is a bioweapon, but given the modality, I mean, it sounds like, okay, cool. So we're going to poison everyone with, with this venom. We're going to shoot them up with more venom, and then who knows after they roll out another round of shots or after the effects of what they've already done to everyone start to, to, you know, domino, then they have the cure waiting for them. This is the stuff of like every science fiction movie ever on related topics. And then 
I mean, they would get to choose who they give the cure to, right? I mean, it's like it's not a yep. pleasant thought, but that that's kind of what it what it seems yep. like it's it's lining up to be now. It really does line up like this massive eugenics program, and they're working on their antidotes to handle their weapon. Period. That's what it looks like, and that's it's okay that they're doing it. That's just what it looks like. It just looks too evil. I mean, look, the British Medical Journal Global News. Look up this article. British Medical Journal New, Global News. Just type in Google or wherever, and then type this title: "Snake Bites and COVID Nineteen." Two crises. Type it. Two crises. <laughs> One and research and development opportunity. Just look. Yeah, pull it up. I want everyone in the world to watch this. If you don't think COVID nineteen is related to venom of snakes, okay. Just look at this. The British British Medical Journal published last year that right now during the period of lockdowns and mandates in the world, they said there's two crises going on around the world at the same time, COVID-19 and snake bites. But there's one research and development opportunity to fix both. You don't want to know what that fix is? Anti-venom. You want to know why? COVID-19 is venom. Read that first summary box highlight notes there for me buddy despite inherent differences snake bite and venoming and COVID-19 have much in common in terms of research and development challenges and opportunities both crises require a diverse portfolio of R&D solutions uh, no just the first one I just want oh, you to know they recognize that, they recognize that snake biting snake, snake bite venoming and venoming and COVID-19 have much in common isn't that weird I thought this came from bats how come they're not saying bat bites and COVID-19, two global crises? You want to know why? It ain't bats. It's snake venom poisoning. That's what it is. You know, and it's. And it, I love the, I mean, the snake bite. Go ahead, go ahead. Mike, Mike Adams went crazy when I pulled that up on the screen. He goes, wait, what? I said, Mike, do you even know anybody that got bit by a snake in the last two years? I thought we were on lockdown and hiding around and hiding That's in houses. That's what I was going to say. Everyone's been locked in. How is there a crisis of snake bites? How is it possible there's been two crises at the same time that no one else has even heard of? Snake bites and COVID-19. If you can't see how blatantly obvious they are aware that COVID-19 is an envenomation of venom. It's so obvious. They even say these two crises just require one solution and one research and development. Guess what that is? Anti-venom. For both? That's weird. No one's even heard of that until now. I mean, no one's really put that together until now. And now it's widely open and available for all of y'all to explore. Have as much fun as I was being disturbed for the last four months. <laughs> well, and uh, as we, uh, you know, we've we've gone an hour now, uh, so I do want to respect your time. Before we sign off, I, I know this is, this is really dark, um, a lot of this, and I, there's so much good that can come from this because now we understand what we're dealing with so we know how to we know how to treat it. We know what to look for. We know how to help people. Uh, I, I know that all of the the uh, treatments for COVID nineteen before we understood, you know, where this could have actually come from, the governors and the FDA, CDC, uh, Fauci, they were all you know bashing them, recommending that they're all dangerous. So we know now HCQ prevents snake vo uh, venom poisoning. The nicotinic receptors are also targeted by ivermectin, a mechanism that we didn't know. Uh, but tell people, you know, if they are experiencing symptoms, 
you know, how, how can people prevent themselves from being affected by this? How can they preserve their health and vitality? Yeah, people are actually struggling with any future variants that are coming. They're not done with this. Trust me, they're, they're, they're still coming with more variants. Uh, and these weapons are going to be the same. They're either going to be conotoxins or snake venom, unless unless I've pissed them off enough that I've foiled their plot. <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless I did that good of a job that they're now no more variants ever and COVID-19 disappears forever. Wouldn't it be amazing if like tomorrow the FDA announces that they're <laughs> abolishing the entire vaccine program? I mean, wouldn't that be amazing? It'd be like, oh, God be good. They're not going to do it, but I wish they would. It would be incredibly ironic. I just want you to know that the next time that you get any COVID symptoms or PCR test positive for COVID, they have used PCR testing to find venom. So if you are sick, positive test for PCR for COVID-19, I personally am not a nicotine expert. Dr. Richard Bartlett that I trust very much has told me multiple times, don't talk about nicotine protective against snake bites or COVID. I just have to tell you, the people who found these venoms were the spike protein and that they attacked nicotinic receptors. They begged the French study paper and the Chinese paper from January of 2020. They begged researchers to actually look at the protective nature of nicotine because smokers were the lowest demographic of hospitalized COVID-19 patients. Regardless of what that mechanism is, in the last four months, Remember, I'm not a nicotine expert. I'm a retired chiropractor. I do not recommend smoking. Okay, number one. Number two. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> I do not recommend smoking whatsoever, but it's very weird that smokers have almost been unscathed by COVID-19, which is weird. Okay. I've had people call me all the time and they're like, Dr. Artis, my mom isn't a smoker and she got Delta horrible. My dad, a chain smoker for 20 years, has never gotten COVID ever. Totally fine. Do you think it's related to the nicotine? Yes, I do. I mean, exactly I what happened with my parents. So I just want you to know that if uh, if you're struggling with COVID, in the last four months as I've been doing this research, anybody who told me they were on their second week really struggling with COVID, I just threw out there, you might want to go on top of your hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, vitamin C, NAC, quercetin, go down to the pharmacy and get nicotine gum or nicotine patches or they have these little nicotine packets you can suck on that don't have any tobacco in them, and just use that for two days. In 100% of the cases so far, just as an observation and just reporting back to me, within minutes, all their symptoms started relieving. I get them every day, especially since this has been released. People are like, oh my God, let Dr. Ernest know. I just chewed on Nicorette gum, a seven milligram tablet for 15 minutes and all the symptoms I've had for weeks totally disappeared. That's miraculous. That I am quickly. not going to speak as an expert. Oh, yeah. They actually give me the minute by minute. At, at 15 minutes, the 150-pound the bag on my chest is now 30 pounds. At tw 12 minutes, it's now at this. And I'm like, that is phenomenal. I'm really wow. glad that works. So I would recommend nicotine. If you're really struggling, just try it. Not because I'm promising you that's what it is, but it has appeared to have a very protective mechanism. And I'm not going to speak like I'm an expert on that. But if you're struggling and you can't breathe, go try it. And if it works, let us know. That's fabulous. And then let go researchers go figure it out. Well, let me just tell you. Outside of that, everyone should be doing high-dose vitamin C because it is an inverse correlation that that 
phospholipase A2 enzyme found in venom of rattlesnakes and cobras. That's also found in COVID-19 that leads to mortality. There is an inhalation to the level of vitamin C and mortality in the blood. The less likely you will be hospitalized or have complications or die from COVID. That's already been proven. Vitamin C offsets that enzyme inversely. And so vitamin C, everybody should be on. Zinc, should everyone should be on anyway. 50 milligrams twice a day easily. Copper is another one you want to supplement. Maybe find a zinc and copper supplement combo. Snake venom destroys to maintain zinc and copper. This is what makes a person bleed internally to death. It's called hemorrhaging. That's what the snake venom does. If you can add zinc and copper and maintain a healthy balance of that every day through supplementation, it will be protected. It will be. Um, I am not saying this, and I want to clarify this. And I hope you all know it. It's kind of ridiculous if anybody took this there. If you got bit by a rattlesnake, I just want you to know, I would not go into my medicine cabinet and grab vitamin C and NAC. I would do what I did when I told Richard Bartlett when he texted me. In my brain, I went, of course I would. I still would go get that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying if you get COVID, any symptoms of COVID, PCR test positive for COVID and you're worried. NAC, zinc, vitamin C, copper is great. Uh, quercetin, if you want a anti-malarial that's not needing by a prescription like hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. It, it's just shocking to me that since 1993, there's published articles that Chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine inhibit snake venom poisoning. Neurotoxic venom. I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my God, this is why they've been ba ba bashing people for using this and trying to restrict its use. You know, it's really odd. I've had people reach out to me from whistleblowers at the if FDA. I'm not kidding. My, my phone's been blowing up since this little documentary. People within the FDA who are whistleblowers have been reaching out to me saying that there has been a plot for over a year. Dr. Eric Naputi called me yesterday. One contacted him and let him know he's got documentation of a year and a half ago that the FDA started putting in restrictions from allowing nicotine to be sold in America. And he knows it's related to the pandemic. Wait, say it again? What was that? They've been the FDA. This FDA whistleblower reached out to Eric Naputi and said, I need you to get me to Dr. Artis. I've got documentation from within the FDA that they started a year and a half ago to reduce and put regulations on the amount of nicotine that could be produced and sold in America. They're trying to restrict nicotine, not cigarettes, nicotine products like patches, gums, uh, little sucking packets, uh, anyway, or dissolvable Weird. packets. Wow. Anyway, he knows this guy from the FDA called Eric Naputi and said, Dr. Artis is right on it. He needs to know that even the FDA has been plotting to restrict nicotine because they know the life-saving impact related to this. It's just another part of the conspiracy and a part of the uh, cover-up, which is pretty disgusting. Unbelievable. Well, I think you're right on in some of some of the things you said about, you know, this being a religious war or, you know, the spiritual aspect of this. Again, I mean, and it goes even down to the people experiencing symptoms where they're shedding their skin. I mean, like, weird parallel, like they're turning people into snake uh, people. And I assume could be a a result of people creating snake venom in their own cells and then I assume releasing it through their through their sweat or something and now they're like covered in snake venom. I mean I'm and assuming it could be a connection. People. They're gonna touch people and shed it to other people. Yes, that is what's happening. That is exactly what they're doing. Oh man. Well I, I, I mean, know we've 
Have you not seen the people, even on Stu Peter's show that he interviewed, whose skin, since they got the Moderna shots, has been falling off their body? They've been shedding like a snake for months. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm referring to. It's, it's, it's a really weird side effect. Uh, that is not a side effect of a virus. No, not one that I've that I've I've heard of really. <laughs> no, and unfortunately, as I grew up, I was listening to commercials growing up as a kid, and I kept hearing that the only one that coats is the only one you need. Pepto Bismol is not one of those solutions for these injuries. <laughs> <laughs> well, Doctor Artist, I right. want to thank you. Uh, I want to thank you so much. Uh, I'll I'll give you the final word. Uh, if there's anything else that you think it's important, people hear. Also, please tell them where they can find you, and, and I'd like to pray with you before we before we close out. That would be great. I appreciate it. So, my platform is thedrartistshow.com. If you want to, if you want to find us on Telegram, you can. You're going to have to sift through all the hate messages and comments right now, among the few really nice, sweet ones and support ones. You can go there. <laughs> but uh, the, the world's just mad for a minute. Uh, don't worry. I was really angry and upset for four months too. Every day and every minute, I couldn't even hardly sleep. Uh, you can be mad at me, but don't kill the messenger. You know what Dr. Richard Bartlett told me? Oh, my God, you've blown out of the gate like Paul Revere to try to save the whole world. Yes, I have. I'm not, I'm not taking that lightly, and I'm not going to shy away from it. There is a massive attempt to murder and cause harm among innocent people around the world, and I'm really, I really don't like it, and I really don't like bullies, and I don't like people that are mean, and, uh, and I'm not going to back down from them. I won't back down from doing the presentations and bringing the documents. Please just know, put your faith in God's immunity that he created and put inside of you over what man has suggested they created in a lab for you to swallow or to inject inside of your body to make God's creation better. Put your faith in what God created. I believe he mastered it the first time, personally. Amen to that. Well, and, uh, and when does your show go live, just for, uh, for the listeners? I think you're every Wednesday. Yep, I used to have a live show every Tuesday until I got digging into this stuff and I could never get away from it. But on <laughs> Wednesday mornings, on Wednesday mornings at 10 Eastern time is when it goes live for an hour on Brideon.tv. I do do interviews throughout the week. I used to do them a lot. This week I haven't done any except for on other people's platforms. But uh, that'll calm down maybe. I usually do podcasts each week and interview my own people and do my own presentations. And then we email, email those out to our newsletter subscribers. And uh, anyway, just stay informed and stay open-minded. And just know you don't have to be afraid. You know what it is. Now you know how to take care of it. And you can have confidence those things are going to work. And then for any weird curiosities that you logically haven't been able to reason behind the symptoms of COVID or your own symptoms or reactions to medications or vaccines from COVID, Go look and see if these are side effects to venoms. Just type in my symptom and snake venom poisoning or envenomation. And when you find it, get excited because now you know what it is and then go seek treatment. Absolutely. Well, you nailed it. Well, Dr. Artis, I want to thank you again uh, real quick. I'd like to pray with you. Uh, so, you. Father God, I thank you for Dr. Artis. Thank you for his courage. Thank you for him finding this path that I believe you've put him on for the energy, the vibrance that he brings to his conversation, the joy that I know he will allow so many people all over the world to have now that they understand the weapon that this demonic agenda has thrust upon us. Keep him safe. 
thank you for him and all the others now put onto the same trail who will collectively unveil the truth, reveal to the world exactly what has been done to us, exactly how we can fight it, exactly how we can come back. I want, please, Father God, lift the hearts of those who have lost people, who have been shrouded in, in fear and in confusion, who have had their livelihoods taken away, who have had time with their family taken away, who have lost family members. Make their hearts light and easy. Give us strength and give us supernatural energy and stamina that we may fight this battle every single day, that the eyes and ears of those not yet awake will be opened and they will see the truth, they will see the humanity and the good in their brothers and sisters next to them. And I pray that we see the world that you have envisioned for us, that it will be realized this year, that our systems of government, our country, we will see accountability, we will see the voice of the American people restored. And I pray that this horrible, horrible period which we have found ourselves in, yet which has become the most amazing time to be alive, I pray that we emerge on the other end of this with all of us standing next to each other and that we can all experience the joy and the brotherhood of a world we've never seen before. Again, thank you for men like Dr. Artis, and I pray that he remains safe, that his message is carried everywhere, that those who attempt to distort and twist it will fail, that his message will, like an arrow piercing through the minds of, and hearts of everyone, will awaken them and will, will give them hope. In Jesus' name I pray this. Amen. Amen. Thank you, buddy. Brian, I love you, brother. Thanks so much for coming on. We'll have you on again. I love you, uh, I love you too, man. Thank you for your support. Absolutely. It's gotten kind of ugly for some people. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it's, that's the game right now, right? It's been so wild, man. I'm watching these MDs I've loved, and they're like screaming at me in my face. This is such BS. And I'm like, thank you for telling me. I love that, that you've helped so many people. Thank you for helping me help people. <laughs> thank you for the feedback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for the constructive criticism. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> well, again, and Brian, I really do think I will tell you, uh, Doctor. You know, Doctor Talbron, right? Yeah, we're having him on. Uh, we're having him on next week. Okay, so I have to tell you, this is really funny. When Steve Kirsch, I mean, are we still live or no, or whatever? Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. I can well, if you want. If you want to wait till we sign off, we can talk after. It's up to you. Yeah, you can, yeah. Sign this off because you just got to hear this because it's funny. All right, so I'm gonna sign off real quick. Bring it up. Yeah. All right, I'll sign off. We'll we'll talk afterwards. So just stay right on here. Well, everyone, that's it. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, that will be it for this edition of Conservative Daily Podcast. Uh, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time, noon Eastern, and 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, you can find us on Conservative-Daily, Rumble, DLive, CloudHub, Frank Speech. We're also now on Brighteon, so we'll be appearing there very soon. Uh, you can find us live there. Smash the Rumble button. We, we don't have nearly enough Rumbles for all the blessings that Dr. Artis has given us today. Go again. You can find him at thedrartistshow.com. We're on audio at Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. Give us a five-star review on Apple so we can climb up in the rankings. And messages like Dr. Artis and those who are spreading the truth and connecting patriots everywhere to retake our country, reach everyone in the world. Because there's so many more who need to hear it and who need to be activated. So share this episode, please. If you need a reminder when we go live, text the word FREEDOM to 89517. You'll get a text alert when we're going live. That is it for this edition of Conservative Daily. We will see our country restored this year. We will see an end to this COVID pandemic, this pandemic. And God bless you all. God bless America. Happy Easter. 
and have an amazing weekend. We will see you on Monday.